Hello, and welcome to Pause Pop, Positively Pop Culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm KW Taylor. This week, we are talking about the TV series We Are Lady Parts, Somebody Somewhere, and How I Met Your Father. Yeah, we got three comedies this week. I love it. I love it. I don't know anything about this show you've been watching, and the title is weird, so explain it. <laughs> yeah, sure. So this is a Peacock show. So once again, shout out to my folks for letting me watch their Peacock when I come home to visit. <laughs> I had a couple of people recommend this to me, actually. One of my friends and my aunt actually texted me and was like, I think you would like this. Cool. So I started it and it is delightful. It is set in London and it's a six episode half hour show and it's created by Nita Manzor. It's about a group of Muslim women in a band called Lady Parts. It's a (laughs) punk band. The main point of view character kind of is Amina. She's played by Anjana Vasan and she is PhD student in some sort of science, like microbiology or something. She's always like in the lab with bacteria and stuff. (laughs) And she is a guitarist. She volunteers to teach kids the acoustic guitar, but she has a really bad case of stage fright. Mm. So anytime she gets on stage, she ends up like running off to puke. Oh, which is yeah, it's very bad. <laughs> so her life kind of intersects with this band. The front woman is Syra, played by Sarah Camila Impey, and she is like very, very punk. Like she's very tough on the outside and angry, but once you get to know her a little bit more, you see that you know she's had stuff to go through. And she just wants to kind of be able to say what she thinks. And the band is really an outlet for her. And it's it's an outlet for everyone, actually. And then you have Bisma, played by Faith Amole. She is a comic book artist. And she's very cool. Uh, She's married to a man named Wasim. And they have a daughter, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12. And they're just, like, super cute. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have Aisha, played by Juliet Matamid. And she is the drummer. And she is... Her brother, Asan, played by Zaki Ismail, is actually in school with Amina, which is sort of how they cross paths. And and then you have Mumtaz, played by Lucy Shorthouse, um, who is the band manager. Oh, and I don't know if I, I probably did not say this. It's probably not super important, but Syra plays the lead guitar and Bisma plays the bass guitar. Okay. So they're looking for, well, Syra's not the lead guitarist. She's the singer and plays the guitar. So they're looking for a lead guitarist. Mm-hmm. And they put out a call. They put out flyers everywhere. And like one person shows up. And Aww. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Syra works in a butcher shop, so they have the auditions in a butcher shop. <laughs> it's just like everything about it is weird and like quirky and charming. And then somehow Aisha gets Asan to hand out flyers, 
and he is walking through campus or something and just kind of absently hands one to Amina. And Amina is kind of in love with the song. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, just she has a big crush on him. Like, he's very cute. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't really know him. And she, part of her goal is to get married. So she's been, like, on dating apps looking for looking for a guy to date, but uh, eventually a guy to marry. And she takes Asan handing her this flyer as, like, fate. Oh. <laughs> and she <laughs> she's very romantic. And there are some, like, kind of dreamy sequences that are really quirky and fun. And I told my friend that it really reminded me of the show Dickinson. Mm. And that there are sort of these fantastical dream scenes sometimes just to illustrate the main character's imagination Mm -hmm. so i think that's really cool so she shows up at the audition because she thinks the son will be there and then syra recognizes her from like a talent show a while back where she where amina played the guitar and then she ran off stage to puke oh so syra is just like really intent She's like, yeah, Amina is our lead guitarist. And everyone else is like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> she can't even play in front of people. Like, she doesn't even like punk. Like, she's not. Are you, well, I don't know why you're so set on this. And they sort of come to agreement that also Amina doesn't really want to do it because of her stage fright. She loves playing and she loves music, <laughs> but she just doesn't have the confidence to be up on stage. So they come to agreement that Aisha will introduce Asan to Amina and they can go on a date and then Amina will be their guitarist. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's very silly, but, and I was a little worried about how that would end up, but actually the relationship between Asan and Amina is very cute and they sort of just agree to be friends, but then as the show goes on, like you can kind of tell that he has an actual crush on her and he just likes hanging out with her. And then Amina has a couple friends. Her best friend, Noor, is played by Aisha Hart. And they're very, I don't know if traditional is the right word, but um, like Anor is getting engaged and she's planning her engagement party. And Amina's like very involved in that and helping out and she knows that nor wouldn't really look look well upon her being in a punk band so she tries to keep those parts of her life separate which is hard to do sometimes the people who do know about it are her parents and they are amazing and i love them (laughs) (laughs) her mom is played by shobu kapoor and unfortunately i can't find the gentleman who plays her father right now because i don't remember his name in the show okay <laughs> and there are no pictures on imdb okay but they're very cute and like very supportive and they are the reason she loves don mclean and stuff like that oh cool <laughs> and when <laughs> she tells them she's in a punk band they're like that's so great like they're so supportive and very cute and uh, i just wanted to mention that Cute. Yeah, as the show goes on, Amina has to sort of navigate her 
they're not really separate lives, but um, they ask very different things of her, and the band really does become an outlet for her. And it's all about like women being friends and supporting each other and having something to say and being not afraid to say it and finding an outlet, creative outlet where they can. And it just like, it reminds me a bit of Girls 5 Eva Mm -hmm. in the sense that, I mean, they're both about music groups, obviously, but (laughs) they're both on Peacock. (laughs) But um, the last episode, each of the bands in Girls 5 Eva and in We Are Lady Parts, they give a performance. And like both times, I was so like happy watching it. Aww. <laughs> because it's just so cute. And like it was about women just, you know, doing what they love and having fun with it. And I was like, that's kind of just, isn't that all what life is about? Like having friends, having fun, and like being happy, you know? Yeah. So I I think this is a really great show. I kind of want to watch it again. It did get renewed for season two. Oh, yay. Season one started airing in May 2021. Mm-hmm. So hopefully season two will be out sometime this summer, but I will let you know. Cool. That sounds yeah. really cute. I think I, I need to watch both of those shows. I think you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think Fun. you would really enjoy this. Cool. <laughs> But you have been watching something on HBO that is sort of tonally similar, but also seems very different. Yeah. Well, I would call this a comedy drama, but it is really funny. A lot of the time, often like so laugh out loud funny, but I have cried at some of the episodes. But there is this um, similar theme of kind of finding yourself through music. Okay. And it's called Somebody Somewhere. And it is on HBO and it stars um, Bridget Everett, who she's a comedian and also like a cabaret performer. She's very (laughs) sort of avant-garde. And she used to do regular segments on the Amy Schumer show, which I used to find like my least favorite part of Amy Schumer's show. (laughs) But on this, she's a lot like more fully realized as a as a character and participant in the story. She's not just doing these kind of surreal little comedy <laughs> segments. And the show it's inspired partly by her real life. Okay. And it's I think it was like co-created by one of the Oh, hang on. One of the Duplass brothers. Okay. Uh Mark Duplass. But anyway, it's it's about this woman, Sam, who is in her 40s, and she has come home to Manhattan, Kansas. Initially, she came home to take care of her sister, who was like, had a long term illness. And then before the show starts, her sister has just died. So Sam takes this job, and her job is so deeply relatable and strange. (laughs) She works in this big, like, open office where they grade, like, high school students' standardized tests. They, like, grade the essay portion. (laughs) Fun. Yeah. And they have quotas and stuff, and it's very sort of, like, there's a a certain quality about it that reminds me of higher ed, but there's also a certain quality of it that reminds me of the office or any other situation where it's, like, you've taken something that's important and thinky and turned it into something really terrible and soul crushing basically (laughs) yeah 
But at this job, she reconnects with this guy, Joel, played by Jeff Hiller, and he is amazing. He is my favorite part of this show. Okay. Joel, Joel is this guy that she dimly remembers from high school. They had been in, in high school together, and they'd been in show choir together. And Joel 100% remembers Sam. Sam doesn't totally, totally remember him, but they basically become new best friends, and okay. their relationship is absolutely adorable really supportive but also a little bit like occasionally tense because you can tell there there's moments where they're each kind of either jealous of each other a little bit or like they put each other down without meaning to in ways that are inadvertently hurtful Mm -hmm. but that part is sad but it's also like i feel like that's kind of real unfortunately because sometimes i don't know i sometimes feel like we have the ability to be unintentionally mean to our closest friends like yeah. I, I just mean that sort of generally not specifically in any way it's it's um, me she's talking about me <laughs> no <laughs> no if anything i've probably done that to people so I don't no, know. no no i totally understand what you mean yeah. and sometimes it's it's very inadvertent and sometimes you can't help it and you know yeah every friendship experiences stuff like that so i get it yeah yeah so because they just get so close and because of she's still dealing with a lot of grief so she comes to really really rely on him and they're two of the only people who are kind of self-aware about how bad their job is and how much they hate (laughs) everyone else who works there (laughs) so they're kind of like they're kind of like the mean catty people it's very high school (laughs) but they're the like cool mean catty people like because they're not the popular kids so right yeah so yeah, I just love their dynamic and and honestly, it's a very healthy friendship more than not, okay, but Sam also has this other sister, Trisha, played by Mary Catherine Garrison, and she is she runs a little gift shop called Tender Moments, and she's a lot more kind of preppy and proper and kind of doesn't mind that she lives in Kansas and kind of just wants to be the perfect little like small businesswoman and also quasi housewife. And Sam is not like that at all. And Mm -hmm. Trisha kind of treats Sam like a big failure. And Sam looks at Trisha as like, not a failure, but like, why would I want your life? It seems terrible. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of like, they're very different people. And Trisha has this husband, Rick, played by Danny McCarthy, who Sam starts to think that Rick is up to no good because he starts doing strange, mysterious things. And so there's an episode where Sam and Joel decide to like follow Rick everywhere. And <laughs> Joel is like driving and it's like this weird private eye situation. And they're uh, doing stakeouts and stuff. Sam also, Sam's living in her deceased sister's home, but she goes to her parents' house a lot. And her dad, Ed, played by Mike Haggerty, is a farmer, um, but he's also getting up there in age. And so it's a lot harder for him to do the farm work. Mm -hmm. And her mom, Mary Jo, played by Jane Drake Brody, is an alcoholic. And that's like a big struggle. And... Meanwhile, Joel has a boyfriend named Michael, played by John Hudson Odom, and their relationship sort of gets strained when Joel and Sam get close, and oh. Michael seems to kind of resent how abruptly close they've gotten. Mm-hmm. And then Trisha has this coworker, Charity, who co-owns her store with her, and there's some some kind of tension there. But it's the big plot point is that Joel is like a lay minister at his church. 
And the minister, the actual pastor of the church doesn't know that Joel reserves the church every like Sunday night for what he calls choir practice, but it's actually this cabaret where a lot of the LGBTQ <laughs> folks in town congregate and do like live karaoke basically okay. and drag shows and stuff. And so this this process of choir practice, Sam starts performing again. She's a singer. She had wanted to be a professional singer, but she felt very like not permitted to do that or like she wasn't good enough, but she's very, very good actually. And I think there's a little bit of a sense of that she doesn't fit the mold of what she thinks a professional singer should look like or be like in terms of age and and appearance. But mm -hmm. her voice is amazing and she's very dynamic on stage when you see her perform. And she just kind of comes out of her shell of grief through these process of these choir practice nights. And it's just sort of about reinventing yourself and kind of deciding what version of yourself you want to be at kind of a midpoint of life and at a big turning point um, of losing someone that you were very, very close to. And even though Sam is straight, there's like a lot of stuff about LGBTQ characters. Her, her late sister was a lesbian and Joel is gay. And they also have another friend. Oh, gosh. Oh, hang on. Oh, they have another friend, Fred, played by Murray Hill, who is a professor at the local agriculture college, um, but is also a trans man. And there is like absolutely no angst about anyone's identity, despite living in Kansas. Like nobody is made to feel othered or different. It's just it's kind of like how Schitt's Creek treated that, mm -hmm. where it was just an aspect of your life. And it's dealt with in a celebratory manner. The only thing is that this choir practice is kind of a little bit clandestine. So it feels like it feels like they've created like a gay club in the middle of this small Kansas town. And but it's it's really funny and there's a lot of random, strange, subtle nods to Wizard of Oz out of the blue. <laughs> okay. Probably because it's set in Kansas. Yeah. Um, but there's an entire episode that takes place during a tornado and it is very stressful and hilarious. But so many episodes, I would just guffaw aloud, <laughs> but also many like really sweet moments of connection between characters and just having honest conversations and yeah, really trying to discover themselves. There's, there's this really cute little moment. It's kind of a throwaway that is both hilarious and sad that Joel and Sam are having breakfast and Joel's like, well, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? And she's like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to write out my five-year plan. And he laughs his head off. And she just looks at him like, like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're serious. And it's just things like that where it's like a little bit, a little bit edgy, really sweet, kind of, but also like really funny and strange. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, cool. That sounds really good. Yeah. Is it an hour long show? No, it is a 30-minute show, and okay. there's only seven episodes. Okay. Um, I do think it got – let me see. I don't know if it got renewed. It's been so critically acclaimed. Oh, yes, it did get renewed for a second season. Awesome. So, yeah. That's great. It's great. It's so good. I really recommend it. it it's just – it's very – it's also very quiet, and it. I don't want to say this because you're going to make fun of me, but it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully shot. I'm not making fun of you. I think it's great that you love beautiful cin cinematography. 
because I, I do. I just don't. <laughs> I don't think I recognize it as often as you do. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Kansas, so that sounds like it would be a great backdrop for beautiful cinematography. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I will check it out. Yeah. I think you would actually really, really enjoy it. It's fun. Awesome. Cool. Well, we both watched something that, I mean, I like it, but I don't think it has good cinematography at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hulu's How I Met Your Father, yeah. which is a spinoff from How I Met Your Mother. Now, did you used to watch How I Met Your Mother? I did not. Oh, so you're coming into this as a total Fresh. newbie. Yes. yes. I, I mean, I sort of knew what it was about, but yeah, no. But did you watch the whole thing? I did. Yes. I've okay. seen all of season one. I don't know if... Oh, yes. It did get renewed for season two. Sorry. Yes. I meant, did you watch all of How I Met Your Mother? I did. Okay. Yes. So I've seen all of both. <laughs> okay. Great. Is this uh, related in any sense beyond the titles and the uh, the uh, concepts? Yes. Okay. It is clearly in the same universe. Okay. The guys, um, what is it? Jesse and Sid live in the apartment that Ted and Marshall used to live in. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there are a couple of characters from How I Met Your Mother who show up later in the season for How I Met Your Father. So, Okay, cool. Well, since yeah. you are the expert, would you like to tell us the basic plot line? Sure. So, yeah. So How I Met Your Mother was on on CBS from 2005 to 2014. And that the premise was a dad telling his kids in the future how he met their mother and how that all happened. But it's more of like a friends hanging out in a bar kind of sitcom, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's very similar to the setup of this show, which, again, you don't need to have watched How I Met Your Mother. It's, it is its own thing. And the relationships between the two shows are primarily in premise only with a couple of little Easter eggs, I would say. Okay. But basically, this is the opposite. So it's a woman recounting to her grown son how she met his father. And the grown mom is played by Kim Cattrall. But as a as a young 30-something, she's played by Hilary Duff. And so basically, Sophie is a photographer in New York City. And we just kind of follow her with some newfound friends and her current roommate in dating, navigating kind of her personal life and the mystery for the future of which guy that she meets on this one particular night ends up being her kid's dad, basically. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yes, I would say that's accurate. <laughs> and in the first episode, she meets Jesse, who's her Uber driver, played by Chris Lowell. So he's a potential candidate. But her roommate, Valentina, played by Francia Reza, has a new love interest that she brings home for the first time named Charlie, played by Tom Ainsley. So he is actually sort of a candidate also. Also, I want to point out that he's British. He is British, yes. <laughs> he's cute. Yeah, I mean, he's cute. I don't know if I want him to be the father, but he is he's right. very handsome and British. So Yeah. And Sid is Jesse's best friend and roommate, played by Siraj Sharma. And so he's even a potential candidate. And Sophie is on a date in the first episode of a guy she meets on 
dating app and they really, really connect and it's great, but he's going off to Australia for like years or something Mm -hmm. to do some big science thing. So they aren't really going to be able to connect, but she did meet him that night. She also met uh, a coworker of Jesse's that same night, which comes out in like the second or third episode or something. So there's, there's several people she meets that night and they're all potential candidates but it is kind of fun to try to figure out well, which one of these people might be might be the dad. I don't know. Yeah. I only watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was very cute. The only I think the only thing I'm worried about is I know how long How I Met Your Mother went on for. And mm-hmm. how, you know, they didn't really solve the mystery for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't think I'm invested enough to spend years watching this mm-hmm. through multiple seasons yeah but i'm gonna give it a couple more shots i thought the setup was pretty cute all the characters are pretty charming mm-hmm. sid is surprise proposing to his girlfriend hannah who is a doctor mm-hmm. that's how sophie sort of gets mixed up in all of this she and sid accidentally switch phones yes and then I thought Charlie was cute because he's from Britain and he comes over and is really excited about New York. And then as soon as Valentina starts to show him stuff, he's like, wait, I don't like the subway. I don't. There are so many people. Everything smells bad. <laughs> yeah. Then, <laughs> but then like they show him the Brooklyn Bridge and he's like, actually, wow, this is pretty stunning. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was cute because culture shock is definitely a real thing that I have experienced. <laughs> And then you have Jesse's adopted sister, Ellen, played by Tian Tran, who is recently moved. Are they from Kansas? Am I making that up? Because we just talked about Kansas. I think they are, though. Yeah, I I think that's a random thing. She's recently divorced and Mm -hmm. she'd had a produce farm with her wife. So she's like looking for love and also a job. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in a big, everybody's in kind of a transitional point in their, in their lives. Yeah. Sid is really funny. I, I actually, there's an episode in the middle of the season where I almost was like, I don't know, Sophie and Sid are kind of having vibes here. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I don't super love his fiance. Oh, okay. Hannah. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that part yet. (laughs) Okay. See what you think as that goes on. Okay. I will let you know. Oh, and and Jesse has had a recent breakup and has gone viral with a proposal to his girlfriend that she turns down in the middle of a musical performance by their band they have together. And people filmed it and put it on YouTube as engagement fail or something. Yeah. Or proposal fail. Proposal fail. So he's, yeah, so he's living this perpetual embarrassment and is not into dating anyone at the moment. Yeah. And not only does... Uh, does she say no, but he falls off the stage after that. Yes. <laughs> Which is yes. very bad. So it really sets up this dichotomy between him being very cynical and he even tells Sophie when they've known each other for like five minutes that he will never get married. And Sophie is very much a romantic and he sort of takes that as like, oh, I bet your parents have been married for 30 years and they were college sweethearts and everything's great. And she doesn't really correct him until the end of the first episode when Valentina's like, no, her mom (laughs) is a single mom and 
she's never really settled down with any one person. And I think Sophie has never really known her father, which mm-hmm. is an interesting parallel to her future self telling her kids how, or her son, how she met his father. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think they really set up that dichotomy, which is the only thing that I'm kind of not super into right now, because if this were like a romantic comedy that were two hours, they would be the ones to get together. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, I don't really like Jesse that much. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's because I have to watch some more episodes because I like yeah. everyone else. So, yeah. yeah. But I was just like, I don't know. I don't know about him. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. He's, he. I can see he's unctuous. He's sort of like, uh, I don't know. He's hipstery. He's got yeah. some issues, but I think he's cute. I Chris Lowell played a guy on Veronica Mars who was like the guy you didn't want Veronica to end up with. But I always thought, well, he's still a nice guy on his own. So I feel like overly weirdly protective of anybody Chris Lowell plays. Okay, so. that's fair. <laughs> Uh, even though I didn't, I didn't want him to be with Veronica Mars either. But still, I wanted him to find <laughs> separate love elsewhere. <laughs> That's good to know. I actually don't remember him from Veronica Mars. <laughs> he was in the later seasons where they were in college. So oh, don't worry gotcha. about it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I I tell you something that I noticed. I was underwhelmed at the first couple of episodes of this. Okay. But I felt like each one got better. Mm-hmm. To the by the end of season one, I was like. It was getting very moving, and it had a lot more of the tone of the original series, which had a nice blend of comedy and romance and kind of touching moments. I think any show where you've got people who are trying to be a friend group, it takes a while for the actors to get that friend chemistry going, too. Yeah. And I think that was the issue here. But yeah, everybody's really good. And I actually really like Kim Cattrall as the mom, and I like that we get to see her, because in the original... We didn't actually see the dad. He was just a narrator. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I think I think even those little segments are actually really funny because the, the son is clearly embarrassed and not interested in hearing the story <laughs> because it gets very saucy and the mom's like, well, we have to get through the journey to get to the, the point of it. So strap in, son. We're gonna, <laughs> this yeah. is going to take a while. <laughs> and I think that's an interesting reversal too because in How I Met Your Mother – I gleaned a lot from like just hearing people talk about it, even though I never watched it. But yeah. the kids were on the couch, right? And the dad was yes. sort of behind the camera. Yes. And now it's the opposite. You have Sophie on the couch. Yes. And her son is behind the camera. And I think that is absolutely intentional because some of these male candidates are of different races. So you don't know what race yes. the son is yet. Because mm-hmm. that might give stuff away. Yeah. I, you know what? I actually didn't think of that. I thought that it was because I know in the original show, the kids were like preteens and they had to pre-film a lot of stuff because they started to get older. Mm. So th- <laughs> I thought it was intentional to be like, well, we're just going to reverse it so we don't even have that problem. We'll just film <laughs> a bunch of Kim Cattrall and she'll look essentially the same. Yeah. And we won't have to worry about the kid being different ages. <laughs> But that's a good point, yeah, because um, several of these folks are not not all the same cultural background, so mm-hmm. we don't know. Don't I know. still think I I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to say who I think it is, but okay. I think it's going to end up being surprising. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, 
you you mentioned the first couple episodes were underwhelming and Mm -hmm. i yeah like i didn't love the first episode but i'm trying Mm -hmm. to be more open-minded because the yeah a lot of times the first episode doesn't capture me and then a couple episodes in i'm like actually i really like this (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna keep trying and keep watching and I think also I'm just really into comedy lately, which is not super typical for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I just need a lot of lightness and laughter and I'm, mm-hmm. I will keep watching this. It's very light. It's very cute. And yeah, it does get better. So cool. yeah, keep it up. Enjoy. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe we'll do an update when we finish the season. Yes, yes. And I will I will try some of the Peacock shows and we'll just Yeah. Come back to some of these. <laughs> yeah, let's do like a an update episode. Yes, for sure. <laughs> cool. Well next week we are talking about three more T V series, although these are these run the gamut of the genre spectrum. <laughs> Astrid and Lily Save the World, Space Force, and The Dropout. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And you can find me on Twitter at KWTaylorWriter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. You can also find the show's website at PositivelyPopCulture.com. And from there, you can find the link to our merch store. And please rate us and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy and safe. And join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. <laughs> <laughs>